back. It's it's another new episode of Boomer Reams. Holy crap, it feels like it's been a while. Um, there was no episode last week. I had some family issues going on and um, it was, I need, my attention was needed. It's something that couldn't be avoided. So I decided to uh, take the week off and, uh, and and do that. You know, I think that's important. I think that uh, anyone who's upset at me for that can go fuck themselves. I don't, I don't think anyone's upset with me. So I think it's, I think it's okay. I don't think anyone needs to go fuck themselves this week, but we're back. I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to getting back into uh, the rhythm of things once again. Hey, I got something huge to announce for everybody. I am no longer going to be plugging all of my various socials uh, like I have been in a big word salad. That's because I purchased a domain. What? That's right. You can now go and it, it, it right now it just leads to my link tree. So it's that same thing I've always plugged. Um, but it's easier to get to now. All you have to do is go to your web browser and type in iansharpcomedy.com. And that is sharp without an E. It's sharp like a knife, sharp like a katana, um, not sharp like a lot of people's last names who are sharp. Go to iansharpcomedy.com and you can go right to my link tree and hit up everything that I do. There are two things on there in particular that I want to plug. Of course, there is a link to the Boomer Memes Discord. We'll say three things because the, the Boomer Reams Discord is going to be there uh, or it's, it's already there. What's going to be added there. I've not put it there yet, but this week I got bored and I did something I've been talking about doing for a while. I went ahead and uh, launched a Chattanooga comedy Discord, so I'm going to put a link to that. The cool thing about this is it's a group for local comedians, but also fans of local comedy. So if you if you don't if you're shy about joining the Boomer Memes Discord server, but you want to join something that's less about me and more about comedy as a whole, I think this could be a good thing. Um, it's 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 off to a slow start. I've only invited a few people so far, uh, so this is kind of the uh, official sort of launch announcement. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get more comics on board right now. I've got a, got a few in there, but um, I think like if I, my incentive, and I haven't told everybody this yet, so I don't, I'm not holding it against everybody, but I, I think when I start booking shows again, I think I'm gonna use that group to book from. So the incentive is for everyone to join. Like if, you, if you're in that group, I'm gonna ask you. Um, but it's, it's a cool place just to talk about what's going on in the scene, comedy in general, you know, and, and keep it topical, keep it local. So I'm going to start, I'm going to blast it out probably out on uh, the Chattanooga subreddit. And actually there is a Chattanooga Discord server that I'm in as well. Um, and I'll probably announce it there as well. And so we'll, we'll get a nice group of people in there. And and like, it's it's kind of meant to be a sort of replacement for the Facebook uh, sort of system. And I, I think last episode, I went into a lot of detail about like why Facebook is a walled garden and why it sucks. Aside from the whole episode I did, you know, a number back just about why Facebook sucks in general. It actually is not a great promotion platform. And so I think that it'd be a good idea to move the business off of there. And I don't expect it to happen overnight. What I thought I would do is go ahead and set up an off ramp for the inevitable collapse when it comes. Because if, if, if there's already an easy on ramp, or, you know, off ramp from Facebook, then it's going to be easier for people to jump into. And maybe it'll, it'll be, have been a waste of my time. And you know, whatever, it took me like a couple hours it's not a big, big deal. I'm not that worried about it. But yeah, there's a Chattanooga comedy discord and I hope it's going to be a cool thing. You should join it. You can find it at iansharpcomedy.com. I don't have any shows coming up. I'm taking a little bit of a break, uh, trying to write some new material. Um, I've, I've actually, uh, I was telling Tanner before the show, um, I've got a new little method and I'm just going to share this because it's not mine. I didn't come up with it, uh, but it's, it's sort of a writing prompt because, you know, when you just sit down and go, okay, be funny, make funny happen. I find myself in my head going back to a lot of the same premises that I've already touched on and just kind of adding to old jokes instead of coming up with new ones. So what I'm doing now is I'm writing out the alphabet. That's the letter A, B, C, all the way down through Z or Z if you're from that part of the world. And um, I'm doing this in a spreadsheet and I've got that column. And then the column next to it is where I come up with uh, a prompt, a sort of seed, a feeder word, just a single word, maybe a phrase if it makes more sense, depending on what it is, maybe a person's name. But for every letter, I think about something that's kind of already in my mind's orbit, something that won't be hard for me to joke about. And I write it down like so for A, I would did activism for B, 
I did brother. I could, I've never done jokes about my brother. I could, I, I got to riff on him a bunch. So, and then see children and, and how I'm probably never going to have any, you know? And so you yeah, go on down the list and, and, you know, and they can be, and I don't necessarily think that I'm going to end up with 26 new jokes out of it, but it's at least some something to feed off of. And I can decide whether each word is going to be part of the punch or whether it's going to be part of the buildup. And I'll make separate columns for that so I can kind of jot notes down as I'm kind of going over this list and thinking of things, you know, and then you go over it a few times. You mine what jokes you can out of that list. And then when you feel like you've, it's run its course and nothing else is coming to you and you're just kind of wasting your time and treading water, start a new list and do a whole new, you know, right next to it on the same spreadsheet and you do a whole new A through Z and then you repeat the process. And I think like, and obviously like, I'm still gonna have funny thoughts that come to me when I'm not like sitting down at my computer in front of a spreadsheet doing these writing exercises, but these are just to sort of get the brain juices going. So um, I, you know, I think that if anyone else wants to adopt that and use it, again, I didn't come up with it. So it's not one that I can, I can really, um, so yeah, if, if anyone else wants to adopt that and use it, it's not one that I can really uh, you know lay claim to. It's just uh, it's something that I'm doing now that I, you know I hope helps. So that's all I've really got to say about comedy. You know, I, I hope to be doing shows again soon. I want to come back with some new stuff. Uh, so I'm gonna kind of lay low. If I get out of town offers, I mean I can go do all my greatest hits there. That's not a, a problem. But um, you know I want to I want to touch on some new ground. I want to really flex my muscles and and prove that I am as awesome as I constantly say I am. So um, let's, with that out of the way, let's let's get on with the show. Let's let's start, um, this is kind of, you know, um, a slapdash show a little bit, cause you know, I've been, I don't know if slapdash is a real phrase. I'm just gonna say, we're going with it. It means it's kind of thrown together. I didn't really have, the, the world's been crazy lately. The, the news has been dark. My home life has been kind of dark. Um, my stuff going on in my family has been pretty dark. And so there hasn't really been a lot that I've been like, Oh, that's pretty funny. You know, I mean, the whole Brennan shop thing was kind of funny. Not really. Um, I talked about that last week or last, last episode, you know, I'm over that now. That was like, that was, I liked it cause it was low stakes drama for like the, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather hear about that than, um, than like, you know, a bunch of kids getting murdered. That's that's always I'd rather Brendan Shaw be a shithead any day of the week over a bunch of kids getting murdered. So that's that's a that's been a bummer. I'm just let, letting everybody know. I don't know if, if, if I'm alone in this feeling that way, but I'm a little little bummed out about all the the, the, the kid murder. I think that we should have less of that, but also found out there's a new Top Gun movie coming out. Yeah, man. Were you a fan of the original Top Gun? I'll be honest. I've not actually seen it. So me and the lady have plans to watch it tomorrow. And uh, I'm a little genuinely excited because like I like jets and uh, jets are cool. Don't give a shit about Tom Cruise, really. Yeah. It's but jets are rad. And I appreciate that they've actually like filmed jets in this new one. It's not CGI shit. So that's pretty cool. So. I'm excited about the new one, but I want to watch the original. So we're going to do that. Yeah. My, my thoughts, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I remember as a kid thinking it was mostly very boring. Um, and then uh, the stuff with the jets was awesome. And mm -hmm. then it was them being people again. And I, I was like, oh, I don't mm -hmm. care about this. So I feel like as an adult, I probably would appreciate it a lot mm -hmm. more. But the, the jet stuff was awesome. So you've got that to look forward. Yeah, to. that's really all I need. But I'm hearing that the movie is actually really good. Yeah, no, it's a classic. It's yeah. considered it's considered a great movie by I mean it's the I think it's the movie that launched Tom Cruise's career. I think it's like yeah. the one that made him a megastar. So there was that in that drinking movie he did. Cocktail. Yeah, no, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think I don't think it was his first movie. I think he'd been mm -hmm. in movies, but I don't, I don't think any was quite as but huge. Top Gun. Yeah, yeah, I think Top Gun was massive. So I think we were in the Cold War at the time, so mm. it was relevant. It was on people's minds. And we're back, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. So you showed me something about this movie. Um, now, I get that a lot of brands, when a movie's coming yeah. out, want to do promotional uh, tie-ins. This is not one that I expected to be with Top Gun. I, you know I, you know what? I would figure, you know, who'd probably, I figure would would want to be, get in on this Top Gun shit? Uh, like Ray-Ban sunglasses? Yeah. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. Ray-Bans or like... Uh Bretling watches. Yeah. Or some like some company that makes like military style bomber jackets. Yeah. You know, that I want a bomber jacket. No, but this one, I sent this to you just because 
this genuinely like puts my race car in the red. It this infuriates me. And I first saw it, I was like trying to catch up on the news, and this popped up on like a YouTube ad, and I was like, what the fuck? And we share the hatred of Applebee's. So then you got these boomers here hanging out at Applebee's drinking in the middle of the fucking day. See, up at this point, I'm not annoyed. I think that old guy might have been from the original Top Gun, too. The guy who catches his beer and doesn't spill it. I may be wrong about that. Right, so that's not the commercial that annoys me, actually. Okay, I didn't that's know the there one, was. That's the one you sent me. Yeah. Okay, let me find the one. It's, uh, this, it, was, it was a pretty cringe commercial. I think it's this one with the free tickets here. Yeah, it's, it's this fucking bullshit. Yeah, he's got an Applebee sticker on his jet. Yeah, this is f that's fucking awesome. I want an Applebee's jet. You spend $25 at Applebee's, you can go see Top Gun for free. Yeah, I hate this part. How they cut this and they make it look like Applebee's is this fucking raving good time. It's where the, the it's where the the fighter jet pilots like, all hang out after they get they successfully pull off a mission. They go there to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's implying is it's cut together with footage from the movie. They're yeah. like, oh, they just got done fighter jetting and they're got off work and now they're at Applebee's. Yeah, it's like it's a cut to a different yeah. corner of the Applebee's. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, what what would what we have egg on our faces if that happens in the new movie? <laughs> they're like legit like, no, guys, listen, I love fucking America. And you know what's you know, what's America to me. You know, you were to say apple pie, not apple pie. Applebee's. Yeah. yeah. You ever have the ribs? No, no, I I worked at Applebee's for a short time. It was it was not fun. I worked as I was a dishwasher. It was I worked Saturday and Sunday. That's like lowest of the low, man. Yeah, I worked. Yeah, you were down there in the trenches. No, I worked Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I worked Friday and Saturday were both ten hour shifts. Yeah, and then Sunday was like a five hour shift, so it was twenty five hours a week, knocked out in three days. So I had the rest of the week to fuck off. Um, but man, and like, what's weird about Applebee's? I think Applebee's is like the radio rock of a uh, sit down chain restaurants. Right. Um, because radio rock used to be, you know, alternative. It used to be, you know, something that like, you know, edgy people sort of listen to, you know, I don't know. It was like the rock music of the nineties kind of can't, you know, developed into what we know of, of as radio rock today, but somewhere along the line, it were kind of replaced country music as like the redneck music. Yeah. Like, like if I think of a redneck, I don't think they're listening to like uh, Blake Shelton as much as they're probably listening to like mm. five finger death punch. Right. And so that's what I'm saying is Applebee's is kind of like five finger death punch because Applebee's like when I was a kid and I was a dumb kid, I didn't know shit. But I always kind of thought Applebee's was kind of a nice restaurant. It was a place you went and you mm. sat down at a table and a server brought you food and you could get like appetizers. Parents could get a drink. You get a steak, you know, um, they had ribs that were that were pretty noteworthy. There was that one in Northgate Mall right there. That's the one I worked. Yeah, at. that's the one that I was. At. Yeah, I now I forgot that existed. I think it's still in Applebee's. I think it's still there. I might be wrong. There's no way. I think it is. I think it's there. That's amazing if it is, because that's an OG Applebee's. Yeah, yeah. It's the, I mean, it's the one I always went to. Um, and yeah, and it's the one I worked at for, a, you know, not a super long time. I didn't. Yeah. That, that was nightmarish. But um, yeah, it it was uh, at some point now, like like it kind of turned into like it's I no longer think of that as a nice restaurant like I don't want to mm. I don't ever want to go back and eat at Applebee's I'm never like in the mood for Applebee's um, the same thing kind of happened to me with Buffalo Wild Wings like mm -hmm. I when Buffalo Wild Wings first opened in Northgate Mall I'd go there with my friends and it was awesome I love eating there I love the wings had a few different favorite sauces ended up working there worked there for like two years that didn't even turn me off of it but like in the past few years they've kind of gone through a few changes and I think the quality of the food's gone down and it also just it feels I mean, it's, it was always had kind of a sports bar kind of vibe, but it feels a lot trashier now than it used. Yeah, to. Yeah, feel. it feels like fast food to me. Right. Yeah. And like Applebee's is kind of it kind of feels like kind of trashy, kind of yeah. white trash. Like it's a place where rednecks go. Yeah. A place where meth heads go. It's a place, you know, or like, you know, and like I don't mean to be classist. Right. I'm not trying to like put anyone down, but. 
I just think I'm better than some people. Cause like, here, here's, here's my take. Like, I think that like, you know, you hear a lot of people complain these days, especially, you know, they complain at liberals and at other people about how like, Oh, the only race you're allowed to make fun of are like poor white trash mm. people. And you know, my attitude mm. is, you know, I'll take what I can get. If I yeah. can only be racist at one group and then I'm, I'm, I'm going to be racist. Yeah. But it's just, it's just going to be at them. That's the one that everyone said it's fine. So that's what I'm going to do. Well, and when you say like, if I try to put an image in your head of like, imagine the the person in your head, in your mind's eye, the person that goes to Applebee's once a week or the person that's excited about those like two for one drink deals. Probably gets upset about. We uh, all know what that person White erasure. Like. They probably yeah. think that white people, they're, there's, they're, you know, they probably think that, uh, they probably are upset that you're allowed to be racist against white people. Or it's like, I don't yeah. care. You can be racist against me. That's fine. Yeah. It doesn't affect me. That's why it's fine. It's because it doesn't affect me. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, that's the whole thing. Not to turn this into an in chaos. We trust episode. I'm just saying there's some systemic issues at play that make it fine to be racist against me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to be a little bit annoyed by it. And that's the worst that's going to happen. Mm. Um, you know, maybe I should be nicer to like, white trash people but i just I, you know i don't know i've i grew up i grew up in the south like i understand the sort of like need to stop the like the southern stereotype of like all, we're all ignorant hicks and mm. shit but i after living here my whole life i mean there's something to it you know mm-hmm. there's something to it uh you know we're not all ignorant hicks but like you know you throw a rock you'll be damned if you don't hit one you know it's amazing to me Cause when I was a kid, like there was rednecks and then there was like country folk, but now they've branched off into so many different directions of where, like, I know you'll have, like you were mentioning earlier with the music, like you'll have rednecks that rock out to like Lincoln park. And Oh yeah. No, like that's again, radio rock, like rock bands on the radio. Like, Let's look at the two commercials we just watched, even though it's more in the classic rock. Uh, mm-hmm. You had your ACDC, which, look, I mean, I grew up kind of liking ACDC. I've never loved ACDC. It's just sort of they're a rock and roll band. They they have one song they keep adding to. Every new song is just that song again in a different mm-hmm. order. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a good they, they write good toe tappers. But think about the people who fucking love ACDC, right? You've seen people in your life who are fucking ACDC fans. And I bet they have less teeth than you do. They, they think the S 10 is a good truck. Yeah. I bet, I bet there's a, if you took a Venn diagram of like people who own like MAGA, uh, merchandise Mm. and people who own ACDC merchandise, I bet like they're pretty, it's, it's like probably almost a full eclipse, you know? And I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying it seems that way from the outside. Yeah. Uh, but then you got like Aerosmith's Sweet Emotion on the second one. Also a radio rock song. It's classic rock again. But think about people who fucking love classic rock mm-hmm. and who they probably voted for. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I love classic rock. Don't get me wrong. I like Aerosmith. I like ACDC. I think they're both kind of okay. I don't love them. I love Black Sabbath. Mm. I love Jethro Tull. I love Deep Purple. I love like a lot of classic rock bands. Um, I love Thin Lizzy. Oh my God, I fucking love Thin Lizzy. But my point is, you know, and, and I also love Pantera, which, you know, probably fits in a lot of those, you know, I mean, walk gets played on the radio alongside a lot of, you know, five finger death punch. I'm sure like if you put it on like a five finger death punch Pandora channel, you'd get some Pantera in there too. Mm. Although Pantera is a fucking legitimately great band and I'll, I'll fight anyone who says otherwise. Anyway, uh, I'm a little, I'm from Tennessee. I'm a little white trash. What can I say? That's why I can be racist. No, that's not a good thing to say. I shouldn't say I can be racist because I'm white trash. You can be to other whiteies. I can be racist against white trash because I'm a little white trash. I'm a self-hating white trash, Mm -hmm. so so you say. Um, Also, like, I mean, I never, you know, I've talked about this before. I never got into wrestling. You know, that's like sort of a, but that's another one of those things that like, growing up it was always super white trash. Mm -hmm. Like someone like, my parents would like, don't watch wrestling, that's fucking trashy. Now it's like, pretty common it's like a good like coin toss when i meet a fellow nerd 
whether they are also a wrestling fan. And it's like half of them are, half of them aren't, but it's not the one, always the ones you think. I mean, here's the thing. It's always the ones you think, but then there's also a bunch of others on as well. Like if you see like a nerd who's also a redneck, that motherfucker watches wrestling, right? But then also there's a lot of non-redneck nerds who love wrestling too. It's just a, it's just a thing. Wrestling is crazy popular. And I have fun watching it, like, with wrestling fans. I don't ever put it on by myself. Like, Brian keeps trying to get me to go to a fucking live. Like, he's going to, like, a WWE thing in a couple months. And mm. I No, I'm not going to spend the money. And he's like, well, I'll buy your ticket. I'm like, no, nah, nah, I don't want to. Mm. I would rather do something fun with my night, which I'm sure that's going to be fun. But, like, I can do a lot more other fun things. Well, and honestly, if you're going to go to one of those things, because I'm about with you with the wrestling. We're about on the same vibe of that. And Brian Bender, a friend of the Brew Chat podcast, said the same thing. It was like, no, you've got to come out to one of these like semi like I don't I don't know what tier it was at, but I know that Matt Riddle, the bro guy. Yeah, uh, he was at one of these like when he was coming out. We're talking like 2017 ish, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he did one of those that happened at like Saudi Daisy High School. Yeah, it was yep. at Saudi Daisy High School, and that show was fucking wild. Yeah. No, so I mean, if you're gonna go, go to go to something like that. I had a blast. Oh yeah. So there's a local one um, in Red Bank called I think it's TWE. It's mm-hmm. in an old like Food Lion or Milo mm-hmm. or whatever it was, but way down. Let's. It's if you're if you're going up Dayton Boulevard north towards Hickson, you'll run into it. Um, I went to shows there pre-pandemic that were a lot of fun. Uh, apparently they're just as fun now uh, but there's people like there's grown adults who take that shit seriously mm-hmm. and they're in the crowd like getting mad at people and fucking it's 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 something to behold because it's family there's they don't serve alcohol but like you can you know park on mm-hmm. it you can get you sneak you a flask in be careful get you a little vape pen do something mm-hmm. If you want to just don't don't ruin it for people don't get so trash that you make a scene or mm. fucking you know ruin anybody's good time but you know i would say like that's that's a fun thing that people should do you know i i, I have fun doing that I, I, i'm not trying to shit on wrestling i'm just saying it's pretty white trash and if you go to one of these local wrestling shows you'll you'll see what i'm talking about um and it's fine it's totally fine i you know the thing is is me talking about things being white trash doesn't mean they're going away i mean shit there's there's fucking I mean, part of me is thinking like, what the fuck is Top Gun thinking with this advertising campaign? But then another part of me thinks, well, who gets fucking excited about the military and jets and shit? People who eat at Applebee's and people who mm-hmm. fucking love ACDC, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's like, OK, which straight up. If you take Applebee's out of this commercial, out of this, like was it? it's like 30 seconds long, the string of footage that's like Applebee's footage with some boomers hanging out, some jets doing cool shit. And then you've got ACDC layered on top of that or Aerosmith's cool emotion. What is smooth? Emo- what is that song? Sweet emotion. Sweet emotion. Yeah. All you got to do is take the Applebee's bullshit out and I'm game. It does not make me angry. The Applebee's presence makes me fucking Furious. Well, because Applebee's sucks. It sucks so bad. It's like the like, most bland, generic. Like sometimes they do something wild, but it never it's never good. Like, I mean, like, yeah, you, you can get a steak at Applebee's. Yeah. If you ever want a steak like so bad you gotta go to an Applebee's yeah. to get one. You know, like uh, I think they I mean, I don't I would always get like the fettuccine Alfredo there because it's like mm. the only thing that I could kind of even like that had a little bit of flavor to it that wasn't like mm. you know boring generic food i'll tell you i mean like but like it's you know and this this is not me shitting on that kind of restaurant like i I, granted the ones of my youth have kind of fallen out of favor they used to be nice right like oh charlie's used to be a nice joint yeah red lobster was a big deal we'd dress up to go to red lobster now i went i've been to red lobster last time i went was actually pretty good but it's that's rare because lately I've been to Red Lobster a few, I go like once a year or so. And it's always, it's usually like, oh man, they fell off, you know? Um, But this last time I went, it was pretty good, but it still isn't like a nice restaurant anymore. It's not, it feels like a fast food place. Yeah. Um, You know, the one place I I tell you, if you want like, like a chain sit down restaurant kind of place, that's not too nice. Like that's the thing now is like, I used to feel like, you know, even going to Applebee's, I should probably like wear a collared shirt. I don't mm. have to wear a tie. You can be unbuttoned at the top, but I should wear a collared shirt. Now it's like, you know, t-shirt and shorts. 
no problem. And this is another one of those places that I'd wear a t-shirt and shorts and not feel out of place, but it has really good steak. And that's a uh, Texas roadhouse. Texas roadhouse is incredible. I used to uh, confuse it with the other one. Um, what's the other one? Logan's Logan's. They're basically the same fucking thing. Logan's is not as good. Yeah. It's not as good these days. Yeah. Logan's is kind of like the yeah. others. It's kind of like it dropped off. It's, it's kind of in that same, same, uh, you know, category as an Applebee's or I dare I say a Chili's. Mm. Chili's use. I used to like Chili's a lot. Yeah, Chili's wore its patience then with me long ago. Well, it's just I know, I've known so many people who've worked there that uh, yeah. it stopped being a place I'd go to eat and it became a place I went mm-hmm. to drink. And then I realized, like, I'm a guy who goes to a fucking chain restaurant to get drunk on a regular basis. I need to do something about my life. <laughs> it, it also I mean, it makes me feel like Chattanooga is kind of shitty because like in our like main downtown area, we've had mm. we, we still have a Chili's, but we had an Applebee's for a while. It's like. I remember when they were building them and they're like, oh, we're getting a new restaurant. And you find out, oh, it's just a Chili's. I can go to Hickson or Brainerd for ch- I don't need to go downtown for Chili's. Dude, that and was that- a dumb spot for that Applebee's. And then they did the Applebee's. And I was even more. We've already got the fucking Chili's and now we got an Applebee's, too. If those people put that Applebee's like barely on Amnicola, it would have thrived. I hope somebody buys that just just so that they remodel the fucking place so it doesn't mm-hmm. look because it's closed. It's been closed for years, but it still looks like an Applebee's because yeah. nothing's moved into it. And like I, my my fear is that it's going to be some shitty like nightclub that doesn't do mm-hmm. any remodeling and just you know maybe paint some stuff. And so it's like oh that's that obviously Applebee's painted black mm-hmm. in the heart of downtown Chattanooga. <laughs> Make us proud, Chattanooga. I mean, I don't know. Like, we're we're getting a little better about some things, but again, you know, it's 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 the South. It's why it's white trash city. So of course, we're gonna do trashy shit. Anytime we try to have something nice, people get pissed off about it. Remember the palace? The palace ruled. That's some class, Dude, yeah. and some art in the fucking uh, downtown area. Now it's a Jack Browns, and I have a lot of friends who work at Jack Browns, and it kind of doesn't feel like. And Applebee's, it does. It feels. I know it is a chain, but it's like got a more limited menu, and it's more about the beer. So I, it kind of works more as a bar than as a chain restaurant. I actually don't love the food there. It's okay, you know, it's not bad, but it's not great. It's not. So, oh, like oh man, I gotta get me one of those Jack Brown's burgers. It's like, hey, I'm here at Jack Brown's because there's friends I I know here, and I'm getting uh, you know, I'm already getting drunk. And there's food. Let's get the food. And the food's never bad. I'm never pissed off that I ate it. But I'm never like, man, I got to get me some of that food. I'm sorry. I know Haley listens to the show. I'm, I'm sorry to call you out like this, Haley. But you're fun. And your, pl- your place of work is fun to be at. But, man, there's so many better burgers in town. You guys got to fuck around and find out. I'm telling you. Hey, speaking of burgers, um, I'm just killing time because Tanner's in the potty. But, I, you know, I, I can ramble. We don't have to stop. I got a burger press. I've been making smash burgers lately. Fucking awesome. You guys, if you're not on the smash burger train, you need to do it. They're not hard. They're uh, it's a little intense. You got to get kind of all your prep done first because once, once they, once that meat hits the, the heat, then it's a really quick process. And if you, if you get too distracted with other shit, you're going to fuck it up. Um, but I'll tell you the key is spreading it and then smearing at the ends so you get that crispy like meaty lace around the outside that's what's up and then also you gotta do that burger sauce a lot of people tell you burger sauce is ketchup mustard mayonnaise mixed together with some some relish thrown in there that's a lot of places secret sauce that's i think i'm pretty sure that's i think that's just what thousand island dressing is if i'm not mistaken those are the Thousand Islands, the four, the Relish, Ketchup Island, Mustard Island, and Mayo Island. But apparently there's 996 other islands involved. But uh, regardless, the, bur- the burger sauce is the key to a good smash burger. And my sauce is incredible. And it's not mustard, mayonnaise, ketchup, and relish. It is different. And I'm not going to tell you what it is.
Tanner here. You probably know me from Brew Chat, and you know that I'm the guy pushing the buttons here behind the uh, the old BM train over at BMHQ, the Boomer Memes headquarters. So if you're interested in producing your own content or podcast, hit me up. I've been doing that for a couple years around the Brew Chat headquarters. Yeah, expanded that out, and now I'm doing that full time. So hit me up if you're wanting to produce your own content. I've got a studio at H2B creative.com we've got a green screen we've got multicam set up we've got lights we've got cameras we got action hit us up h2b creative.com tanner h2b creative or h2b podcast.com you can book some studio time read a little bit more about us check out some pics of the studio things like that so love to see you in let's collaborate on something let's make something awesome people let's do it This podcast is proudly brought to you by Riverside Wine and Spirits. They're the number one stop in Chattanooga, Tennessee, the scenic city to get your libations and booze. It doesn't matter if you're trying to stock up your cocktail bar, trying to buy some cheese, trying to stock up that beer fridge, or just put together a a nifty wine cellar for an affordable price with some options. They got what you need. They're going to set you up. They can also do some special orders and things like that. And it's just a great staff. There's not a single curmudgeon in there. It's fantastic. So you're listening to a podcast. I can assume by that that you like the internet. Who doesn't? But you know what else I like? Privacy. So I take privacy pretty important. And in doing so, I use a VPN. If you don't know why you should be using a VPN, just uh, one, I guess, blue collar example, if you will, would be it allows you to get different options on Netflix. You can log into Netflix via different countries and they've got different options of shows to watch. It's pretty nifty. On top of that, it just protects your privacy. It protects ads from trying to stalk you and it protects you from the Mongol hordes and all this sort of stuff. We're gonna give you three free months. Go on over to expressvpn.com slash in chaos we trust and you can get three free months on us. Check that out. You know, you're getting stuff from this ad. I don't like being sold stuff either but we're actually giving you stuff. So go get it. ExpressVPN.com slashing chaos we trust. Now let's get back to the show. All right. And we are back from that ad break. So actually a lot more happened than that. We um, continued to go on for another 30 minutes of episode and found out after um, I was starting to ask how much time we'd gone we looked over and realized that um, the disc ran out of space and it stopped recording right, you know, right around perfect ad time. So <laughs> it really was. So we're, yeah. com- we're coming back. Uh, I'm not going to say all the things that I said again. So we're going to, we're just going to fucking have fun and see what happens. And then that'll be the rest of this episode. Um, it may not be a full hour. We, we, I may, I may get the fire in me and it may, it may, we may stretch it out. Who knows? But uh yeah, so um, lately I've been, I finished Cyberpunk. I, I've been playing the Cyberpunk 2077 video game and I finished that. It's, uh, I think, I think they got it into a playable state as long as you're on like a PC or next gen console. I think it's probably fine if you're still on a PS4 or an old Xbox, whichever one that was. Here, is that the 360 or was that the. I don't know. I'm not an Xbox guy, but whatever the last Xbox was, that's probably it probably runs like shit on there. So, um, you know, but I beat it. And, you know, when they put out expansions, I'll probably come back to it. It was fun. It's not my favorite game I've ever played, but it wasn't offensively bad. I'm I'm going through this thing now where I'm like, instead of I have I bought new games kind of recently, but I'm crossing them off the list a uh, little by little. I played uh, this one called uh, Disco Elysium, which everyone said is this great one you have to try, especially if you like tabletop role playing games. And I played a little bit of it and I don't I didn't love it. It's like it's like, you know how if you play like um, like a Bethesda game like Skyrim or Fallout or like Cyberpunk was like this or like any of the newer RPGs where it's like, you know, when you're not exploring or fighting and you're talking to people, it's like a dialogue tree and it gives you a bit of dialogue and you can pick one of the answers. And, you know, that's that's usually a part of those games. This is that whole game. Hmm. Like everything is just you're talking to someone and then it gives you options. And if you're not talking to someone, it's one of the voices in your head that you're talking to so that everything you do is through these dialogue trees and it's probably a cool story, but like, I just don't have it in me to, you know, I'd rather just read a book. 
Yeah, it just sounds like a book. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's there's stuff going on. You can kind of move around, you know, like in a video game, but it's it's not like I don't think there's action mechanics. I don't think you like sh- push a button to shoot a gun at something. Yeah. I think it's like a you make a choice to pull your gun and pull the trigger, and then it just it happens. Yeah, that's like those, uh, which I guess it's the same company that makes like maybe it's not, but the Telltale games like i i could never get into those like even despite like i've caught up on some of the stories that take place like there was a jurassic park one and a batman one that the narrative story of it seems pretty decent but just the gameplay of like like choose your own adventure kind of stuff yeah like it just play me a powerpoint slide at this point like why do i need to hit a once in a while yeah yeah, um, but I did start playing this. Uh, it's an old, a bit of an older game, but it's really fun, and I never finished it, so I, I kind of started it over, mm. and I actually passed up in just two days of playing it, passed up where farther than I'd made it any other time before. It's called Axiom Verge, mm. and it's a um, it's like a it's 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 the genre is Metroidvania, which is to say that it plays like a Metroid game and like later Castlevania games where it's like you're thrown into this big 2D map that you kind of jump and platform around on, but you can only get to certain places. And then later you'll get new abilities that allow you to pass through this wall or jump extra mm. high onto this platform and go into that door you couldn't reach before. So like there's a lot of doubling back to eventually unlock the whole map. And I'm having a lot of fun with that. I've, I've learned that those are some of my favorite games out Um Hollow Knight's one that's newer one that's really good. I haven't finished it, but it's it's on my list. I'm right near the end of uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and that's one that's really where I think Castlevania joined the um, Metroidvania sort of thing because before that, Castlevania games were more linear. You know, you'd go through this level and then you beat it, and then you go through this level and then you beat it. Where mm. it's like Symphony of the Night was like this big map that you would, could could go to kind of, and that's that's how Metroid's always been. I remember playing. I never beat Super Metroid, but it's also on my list. I got one of those um, mini Super Nintendos. Oh, yeah, those are neat. Yeah, and it's got that on there. So I'm I'm, I'm going to beat that at some point. Um, and I'll probably play through Legend of Zelda Link to the Past again. Mm. I've beaten that like 10 times, but it's always fun to go back and play. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of had the itch to go back and play Super Mario World, too. I think that that'd be fun. Super Mario World's hard as shit. Yeah, it's it's, it's like it's a crazy good game. That game, uh, I will throw a controller into the fucking wall. It infuriates me. You know what else? Um, I, I I wish I had the Nintendo one, too, like the mm. NES one, because I wanted to go back and play uh, Super Mario 2 and Super Mario 3. Mm. But I'll settle for Super Mario World. It was also I, I sunk a lot of my childhood into that. Mm. But, uh, you know, I don't play a lot of video games anymore. Um, it's usually I'll, I'll, I'll find a day. Every, one day every two weeks that I can like, mm. hey, I don't have anything else to do. You know what? I'm a, today's going to be a video game day and I'll be lazy and enjoy myself. Mm. But it's not like an everyday. I don't make time to do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm about the same these days with video games. Yeah. So I'm real slow about buying new games now. And, and unless it's something that, that's super hyped. Um, one thing I, I, I didn't buy it. A buddy of mine kind of he got a code for it for free from backing it on Kickstarter and his his I think he got a Steam copy and a GOG copy and he kept the Steam copy and gave me the GOG copy. Um, So I cashed it in and used it and I've been playing. uh, It's called Celasta Crown of the Magister. I I played through a lot of it for for a while and I kind of dropped it before beating it. Um, I do that with a lot of games. It's. What's noteworthy about this game is it's Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition converted into video game. Okay. And so it's like the exact rules, except for like, because it's not made by Wizards Mm -hmm. of the Coast, they only are allowed to use like the free rules. And so to fill in the blanks, they come up with their own stuff. So Mm -hmm. like every class gets one subclass for free that's in the D&D rules. But then the other two, instead of using the ones that are in the player's handbook, Mm -hmm. they have to they have to make up their own. Um, and I, there's mods you can get where fans have gone in and, mm. and, and done that. But um, what's cool about this game and the reason why it's, it's an older game and like the the graphics aren't great. The voice acting is pretty bad, um, but it is Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition. Like you are playing mm. if you if you know those rules, then you are playing this game. and You can you know everything there is to know about it. But they recently I think as about a month ago 
finally released a patch that added multiplayer to it. So before it was just a single player game and you would make four characters and you were controlling all four of them. Now you can get friends to chime in and do this. And I, I'm talking with people because the Adventure Fight podcast, I mean, probably about done. I don't think we're going to pick it back up. Mm. It's 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 sad, but like I'm not I don't want to blame anyone because, you know, like circumstances changed a lot, but I've talked to Brian about this. He was the, he was dungeon mastering it. And, um, I kind of told him that this was kind of, I think the, the issue and, and like going forward, like I'm going to take back over, <laughs> you mm. know, um, it's my baby anyway. And so I'm, I'm going to be more in control of, of, of it going forward. There's a lot of confusion. A lot of people think it's Bryant's thing. Bryant's involved because he is my roommate. He's my close friend. Um, we both love RPGs. We play RPGs together. We both do comedy together. It makes sense that we would do mm. this together. I don't always want to be the dungeon master. I want to be the player sometimes. So I absolutely let him do it. But the same invite is open to anyone else that has worked with it. If they want to write a thing and, and run it and be the dungeon mm. master, they get to do that too. And me and Brian can be players on the same team. But uh, a lot of people think because he does so much of that side of it, that it's his thing. He didn't name it but it was based off a name that I already come up with. So it's, he sort of half named it. Um, but it's my baby. And I want, I want to clear up that confusion. I don't want to like let people, you know, unfor let people give Bryant credit, you know, where it's not due. Mm -hmm. He gets enough credit for <laughs> things anyway. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, so my plan, and I think it's more feasible than a podcast is to get four funny people or me and three other funny people, um, and start doing a live stream of Celastic Crown of the Magister. So mm. I think that'll be a lot of fun and it'll be goofy. You know, we'll all be funny people just basically playing this game together and roasting mm -hmm. it. And it's sort of D&D. &D. Um, we're not, you know, we probably won't role play as much because mm -hmm. it's all being done for us in game. But uh, we'll get to play D&D &D and goof off. And I think that'll be fun. And there's like what's cool also is there's... Um, with the multiplayer expansion, they released an, uh, a story expansion that's as long or if not longer than the main story originally. So you've now got like two long campaigns you can play and there's an editor where you can go in and build your own campaigns. Mm -hmm. So if, if we have fun with this, I think we'll just do what's in the game first. But if we have fun with it, maybe another season could be something that's completely um, you know, dreamed up by one of us and mm -hmm. gone in and made all the maps and um, programmed all the, the dialogue and such. I, I think it could be fun. So mm. that's, that's sort of what's cooking. I mentioned at the top of the show, Chattanooga comedy discord and how I'm thinking about booking shows again and booking from that. So, um, that's something I could talk about. I, um, I don't know where yet I'm, I'm looking at different places, but, um, it is something I'm considering and I've got a decent format in mind. Um, I've actually got a couple that I'm toying with, but um, the main one is kind of what Chris is doing over at Hutton and Smith with his show, the comedy tap takeover mm. where it's less comics doing more time. Cause I think, you know, we've got enough comics in the, in town now who've been doing it for a while who need opportunities to do longer sets. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, having more of those and I wouldn't do it. I mean, he does his once a month. I'll probably would also do mine once a month. If that, it might be one, every other month it would, certainly would not be a weekly thing. It would not mm. be an open mic. Um, it would be a book show, but part of the issue and part of why I'm, I'm was eager to get this discord started is we need more comics who can do that much time. And so we need to kind of, you know, I believe a rising tide lifts all ships. Mm. And so I believe that, you know, I'm not, look, I'm not in it to get anyone else famous or get anyone else, you know, successful at comedy or whatever, but like, if someone's starting out and they've got promise and they're doing well, um, I think, or even if they're not doing well, but they're obviously not going anywhere. I think it's in my best interest to make sure that they get a helping hand. A lot of people say, well, I didn't have one and you're, and you're giving them shortcuts. Well, no, I'm not going to give them shortcuts. I'm just going to tell them, Hey, that's definitely the wrong way. And that's definitely the wrong way. I'm not going to be like, Hey, do this to, to succeed. I've got a few of those ideas, but like, anything i would say like that's temporary and it's only for the newest of the new like you know i think we were talking to a guy uh bryant had a friend over and he and, you know he's a he's a he, bryant works with me he says super hilarious at work so he's like hey you should come do comedy um and the guy's toying it over he listens to like 
all the same podcasts I listen to. So we, we get along in that regard. Like he, he likes your mom's house and he watches kill Tony and all that stuff. Um, so he's definitely interested in the comedy world, but like, you know, he, we, I was like, you know, first off, don't just show up and be funny, have five minutes, but have a five minutes that could also work as a three minutes because mm. odds are it'll, you'll only have three minutes show up with five, but make it so that you can end on three and it still sounds like an ending. Don't do the whole five where the only funny part is at the very end. Don't do that. That's, that's you, you never want to do that through your whole career, you know? Um, so I tell people when you first start set up punchline, just do quick jokes and try to squeeze as many of them into that amount of time as possible. Don't do anything that requires a lot of explanation. If it requires a lot of explanation, write it down and re-examine it to see like, are there details you're giving that aren't that important and go mm-hmm. and go ahead and remove those and whittle it down to the shortest, most effective joke you possibly can, which is honestly, that's a skill that's you st- is important to me today, 10 years in, but I'd say that like doing that and just writing these basic jokes, you know, don't try to be an important comic your first year. You're not going to be an important. You're probably never going to be an important comic. I think the, the idea of important comics is kind of stupid anyway. Um, people are like, I'm doing comedy for the right reasons. What? No, you're doing comedy to be famous and make money. Shut up. <laughs> like I, I went on a tear about this, uh, I think on the last episode, but it was about uh, how I think that, you know, I may not have talked about this. It may have been, been on Reddit or something, but I think edgelord comedy is, you know, a lot of times it is just people leaning on shocking things without actually having a joke behind it. Mm. So when people complain about edgelord comedy, that's usually what they're, it's what's, it's the old thing I've always said where there's no such thing as punching down really. Because if it's funny, doesn't matter if it's punching down or not. If it's funny, if everyone laughs, no one's going to say anything about it not being funny. Uh, the second someone says it's not funny is when it suddenly becomes an issue. And the reason why it's not funny is because you weren't good enough at writing a joke about it. So it's never that the issue is someone punching down. It's always the issue that it's lazy and it's not a real joke. But that being said, I think people do that on the other end of the spectrum too, where instead of because they they don't write jokes they're not they're not funny people they don't have strong skills at forming together an actual funny thought they mask that with righteousness and mm. you know they go for clapter and they say things that are like well racism is bad you know um or like I guess that's what i get for not listening to women you know and they say, they say things that like yeah it's a good message and yeah it's one that, that everyone should hear but like, come on, man, we're not in fucking kindergarten, dude. We don't need that. We don't need you to tell us how to be good people through comedy, especially if you're not even funny about mm. it. Like that's so that to me, it's the exact same thing. And then those are always the people who bitch the most about edgelord comedy. And it's like, you, I just don't think any of that stuff is ever funny. And it's like, well, you don't even know what's funny to begin with. Your comedy is about fucking it's about being the best little behaved boy at school, you know? And it's like fucking, I don't, I don't know. I just, to me, it's like that whole debate is stupid. Just it's comedy is a meritocracy. Mm. If you're funny, you're funny. If you're not funny, shut the fuck up and get out of it. I don't know. I mean, that's, I'm being a little harsh, but like, but kind of like what I was saying though, is like, I mean, that's sort of my opinion, but like you have time, you don't have to get out immediately. You have time to figure it out and see if you can make it work. But like, I don't know. Just don't lean into the fucking cheap, lazy shit and actually mm-hmm. write jokes. That's where I think doing the setup punchline stuff is going to help you. I think if you're, if you just treat it like work and do work, then you'll develop actual skills. If you treat it like magic and that you're already a genius when you start, mm. you're never going to grow the actual skills it takes to develop a joke. And you're going to just be like, well, I'm luckily the last five things I wrote down all were funny why isn't anything else I'm writing down mm. funny? It's like, because you wrote down something and immediately it was funny and you never changed it or tweaked it. And so you never knew how to develop a joke. See, that's, that's one I, like, that's the alphabet thing I was talking about earlier sounds stupid and it is kind of stupid, but it's teaching you how to take nothing mm-hmm. and, and build a joke out of it. Um, and that's, I mean, that's what the whole gig is. You know, if you're, if you're only going to talk about important, relevant things, like that's why like I'm, I'm not, ne- 
I'm just not a relatable guy. Like I don't have things in common with the average person. So I'm never going to be able to joke about everyday normal things. I have to think about dark things that, because like, that's the only thing that we're going to connect on. Well, we have death in common. So, you know, we have, you know, we don't like, you know, villains in life that you always, we don't like murder. So I'm going to make jokes about, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't like comedy as a form of, I don't want to say activism because it's all kind of activism, but I don't like it as a form of like proselytizing. You know, I don't like, Mm -hmm. I don't go to a comedy show to learn about why me, a member of the audience is, is a bad person. You know, I go to a comedy show to forget about everything else and laugh. Mm. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of comic comedy now where it's not, it's, it's pointing the finger at other people, but it's okay. Cause they're the bad people. They're the ones that's okay to joke about. And like, don't get me wrong. I make fun of Nazis. I think that's, I think that's fine. But, uh, it's just when you only make fun of Nazis, you start running out of Nazis to make fun of. So you have to start mm-hmm. inventing new Nazis. And I think that's the issue. Not everybody does this. Not every woke comic does this. There's some woke comics who are fucking hilarious, but there's a lot of young comics who don't know what they're doing who lean into the wokeness because they're like, I can say this and still be a good guy. No, 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 no. If you want to get into comedy, you have to acknowledge that you're a piece of shit. Mm. No good person decides I want to go tell jokes and pay my bills with that. You're already a piece of shit, shit trying to cheat the system. That's what you are. You are a used car salesman. You are a snake oil salesman. You are out here. You are trying to manipulate people into giving you money for something. And I do it and I love it. But that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So don't act like you have any kind of moral high ground because you're an artist. Fuck that. Artists are the worst people. Like statistically, how many fucking musicians, you know, have women dated and then sworn off never dating another musician again? Yeah, that's why, you know, I quit music because <laughs> right around 30, it's 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 hard to impress people with that anymore because musicians are typically shitty people. <laughs> You know, it's it's hard to get your ass kissed for something you do on a regular basis and maintain humility. It's just it's just a thing like it's, you know, and I'm not saying that makes it something that we should stop doing. You shouldn't stop fucking doing comedy and making music and stuff. You know, I'm throwing myself on the fire. I recognize that the fact that I talk about gross sex stuff and shit publicly um, you know, look, people are dumb. People that aren't comics are dumb and I don't want to date a comic. So I'm going to have to date someone who's dumber than me. And this, this poor girl is going to come to my set. And because she's dumb, she's not going to realize that this is just an act. And I'm just lying about most of the things I'm saying. She's going to hear me talk about the gross sex stuff and go, well, that doesn't make me want to have sex with you and think that that's that I'm being autobiographical. And like, I can't, I don't have time to explain that to every person, you know, that, Hey, Comedians aren't good people. We're liars, you know, cut us some slack and fuck us anyway. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, My point is, I don't know. I just think that uh, there's nothing moral about comedy to begin with. All this, like we need moral comedy. We need ethical comedy. No, we don't. Like it's fucking the worst people trying to get pulling over like on everybody. And like, you know, it's a grift. It's plain and simple. Mm. I'm convincing you. The things aren't so bad. Have you been outside lately? Things are shitty. <laughs> I am lying to you and you're paying me to do it. It's in a contract you knew coming into it that was going to happen. Well, some people, again, some people think that I'm up there just like being funny and t- telling my truth. I mean, the whole stuff about me having a big dick is true. That's that's not fake. But, <laughs> you know, I don't I never really punched a girl Nazi. That's a lie. But yeah, I mean. I'd like to get another show going. I think that's kind of my next step right now. Like obviously writing, getting, um, you know, more reels put up on Instagram, which you can find at iansharpcomedy.com. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe get some, uh, these young people out here, uh, help, help them start kicking ass and, and, and get some, uh, heads out at shows more regularly, you know, you know, um, I'm going to brag on him. I didn't know this. I, I talked about how that dark humor show I did. And I don't know if I did an episode since then, um, did this dark humor show, I think two weeks ago, about two weeks ago, it was two Fridays ago. And, um, it was incredible. That whole weekend was incredible. 
Um, I did Dark Humor on Friday. I did Matrotham Con on Saturday. Probably the biggest crowd I've ever done comedy for mm. in one time was at Ma- Matrotham Con on Saturday, and it was awesome. But the uh, the Dark Humor show um, also was incredible. We had a huge response. I did all my filthiest shit. There's supposed to be tape coming back of that, so hopefully I'll get that. Um, and everyone loved it. Everyone was there for the right reasons. Everyone knew what the show was. Um, I made fans. I had people come up to me after the show and want to get my information. So, Hey, people who came up to me after the show, if you're listening to this, thanks for hanging out. It was awesome. I know that doesn't happen super often. Come to find out though, a lot of those people, like about, I think it was about 40% of the crowd, according to, I think Jimmy was working the door. Um, he tends to work the door over there these days. He, um, but apparently it was like 40% of the crowd were friends of Patrick's Patrick Redden, who's a new comic on the scene. Not going to lie. He's got a lot of room to grow and he knows this. He's not, he's not. And that's, I think that's important. Self-awareness, mm-hmm. understanding where you're at is I think is the only way you're going to get better. He is a young guy. He's got a lot of energy, man. He's got so much energy. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm excited for his enthusiasm, but I am old and I cannot be as enthusiastic as he is. So, um, you know, good, good for him, but he's got a lot of energy. Um, his jokes need a little work, but he did well that night. I found out he did so well, probably because it's his first book show and it's all his friends came out to see it. And what sucks is it's like, I've been there. I know what that's like. Um, because I came off of music where I had a pretty large fan base. So when I did my first comedy show, Hold a big crowd mm-hmm. of people. Uh, it's hard to get those people to come back because, especially if they're your friends, they're not going to be your fans. They're not going to. They're not going to. But like, they're not my friends. So they could be my fans. You know, maybe they like. But the, what's cool is they saw enough good comic comedy there. Those people, even if they came only to support Patrick and 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 you know, make him feel good. I know that they were impressed by everybody because everyone slayed. Everyone got a really good response, and uh, so. Hopefully that's a lot of new people who don't mm. normally come out to the scene who see now that, Hey, your local comics can fucking hang. Mm. Um, but I wanted to brag on Patrick cause I know he's working hard and I know he's, he's trying to, he does give a shit. He's been coming out since, you know, he, I think he started out in 2020 when I was laying low and then, um, he's been, you know, going on, I think over a year now. So probably close to two and, you know, he'll, he, he's working on it. Uh, <laughs> But he's, you know, he knew how to promote. He's, I, I've run into him downtown a few times now. He's uh, a, a lad about town and, you know, gets out and, you know, is social and seems to be a fairly popular guy. So he, he's someone that he's, he's, he's kind of proven himself in the regard that like he'd be worth my time to sit down and, and give mm. advice to. Whereas like first time meeting him, I probably be like, yeah, we'll see. This guy was probably not going to give up and not show up anymore. Mm. You know, but I think like, you know, that's, that's the kind of energy we need. You know, it's not like I said, a little too you're a little excited of a guy for me, but uh, you know, hey, good job, Patrick, if you're listening, um, and uh, keep it up, and uh, yeah, if, if join my fucking Discord server, dude. <laughs> Tell your friends to come. What's cool about the Discord server, and I'm gonna do, I, I'm at some point, I'm gonna put out a video and send it to the comics. I think that's the best way to do it. It's just like, hey guys, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna explain this real quick, um, rather than say like, here's a long thing I typed up. Whereas if I read it, it takes two minutes. Where if I you know, but um, because it's a discord server and you can set roles and permissions and things, it doesn't have to be just closed off for comics only. You can say like, hey, everyone who gives a shit about comedy can join this Chattanooga comedy discord server. If you're a comic, you could get into certain rooms. Mm-hmm. I call it I call that section the green rooms. I think that's pretty clever because it's like the backstage mm-hmm. area where only the comics are allowed and the bookers and, you know, all, all the movers and shakers. But if you just like comedy and you want to interact with comics, it's a it's a great place to do it. And, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe it'll be nothing. Maybe it'll be a waste of time. Mm-hmm. But it was two hours. So it's not like it's anything I spent money on or care that much about. If you guys don't want my help, fuck you. You know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a smart guy. I know how to, what I'm doing. So. I think I think I need to find a good venue and, and do a new show. And uh, that's that's kind of where my head's at right now. Writing new stuff and, uh, you know, generally kicking ass. Um, sorry, this wasn't a hilarious episode. I, I before we knew that the tape uh, died, I had a pretty <laughs> awesome bit about Obama becoming Cyberdyne <laughs> and starting. The I can't believe we lost that. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I might turn that into a bit on yeah. stage cause it's, it, you know, it was, it was fun to talk about, but you know, it, life happens guys. And that's kind of what, what I guess, uh, the, the message to go away with is, is, uh, life happens, love each other, even the fucking trashy white trash people as best you can get out there and, uh, I don't know, make, make, make someone's day brighter. That isn't, that isn't yourself or directly connected to you that someone that you don't benefit from them having a brighter day. You don't have to, I'm not going to check up on you, but Hey, if you like the show and you want to follow us, just go to uh, Ian sharp You there. You can see if I announce dates, they'll go there first. You can find links to all the discord stuff I'm talking about, all my socials, um, all kinds of cool stuff. My old bands are up there um, just because it's a link tree and it's easy to do. So yeah, Ian sharp uh, Thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you very much.